Hello and welcome to the Inner Gamer episode 259. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brayanowski. And I'm Austin Rouse. And this week on the Inner Gamer podcast, Brett plays Two Points Hospital, which is a crazy game that kind of is seasonal at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Coronavirus. And I jump into Division 2, which is also about a virus, which is kind of awkward and weird for the timing. And for a discussion topic, or no, sorry. Whoa. Gaming news backup. Uh, we talk about Half-Life Alex gameplay is uh, revealed. It's really awesome. And Dev speak out on the future of Half-Life game, which is super exciting. Uh, as you all know, we are very excited for this game, and it's coming out very soon, and um, we really couldn't be happier. And The Last of Us is being made in an HBO TV show. Mind blown. What? We kind of go over some of the picks that people are wanting, and there are actually quite a bit, and I don't know who to choose because there's a lot, a lot of good uh, people who could play the roles of Ellie and Joel. And for our discussion topic, the best games for parties. We jump into a bunch of video games that you can you know, pull out, mostly play on the Switch, and or have some physical versions. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of good uh, you know, laughter and lauder and definitely beer being thrown around if you wanted to. Is it know. beer? Yeah, beer. Why not? Yes. 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 Alcohol will be involved with these craft beer. Exactly. And cue that music. Cue it now. Welcome to March 10th, 2020. Welcome to the Intergamer Podcast. For first listeners, welcome to the show. We make this podcast for our fans, so if you ever have any feedback, let us know on social media. If you're a return visitor, thanks for sticking with us. If you want to make the show better, please consider donating or simply sharing this episode with a friend. You can head over to theintergamer.net slash donate to contribute. Now, also, if you're in the DFW area, when you listen to this, it's March 10th, but in nine days, we will be having another event at Hop Fusion Brewery with Friend and Foe Board Game Cafe. It is what, March 19th. In my butt. Excited? Excited? Yeah. You'll be there this time? I think I will. Really? Nice. You, you, know, you know why I'll be there, right? Uh, No. Because I love you guys. Oh, it's so sweet. He loves us. Look at that. So we'll be there. And I actually, there was enough requests at the last event that I think I'm going to bring the game system back. I had like four people ask me about it. Really? Like, hey, where's the video games? I'm like, damn it. So here we go. <laughs> We're bringing the video games back, everybody. So I hope you're ready. You better play it because I got to bring it. Yeah. It's going to happen. You saw bring it because like no one played it. Yeah. yeah. For like five times in a row. Yeah. And well, maybe, maybe like one person played it. That was it. So we're like, eh, you know, it was just, we'll, we'll, we'll get off of this. We have a lot of new people that have found us through meetup.com that are pretty active in the group. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Like some first timers and stuff. And the people that came to the last event have resubscribed to this new one. Oh. Up this ne- or not resubscribe, but yeah. RSVP to this one already. Right, so right. that's cool. So shout out to all of you if you're on the meetup group and are coming to our events. That's pretty awesome. And uh, we'll, we'll bring what you want. We'll make it happen. So hope to see you there on March 19th. And then let's jump in our video games, guys. Yes. Um, for the last like three weeks, I've been saying I want to talk about dreams on the next podcast, and I've started it. Just doesn't happen, but not enough to be able to talk about it. So instead, I play another game that actually came out a long time ago. But this game is called Two Point Hospital, and it is awesome. So this is a top down, right? Uh, yes. Okay. This is a like a management game, mm-hmm. and I am 
I have a weird obsession with these management games. Like I really like them. I just don't ever play them because why, Brent, why? you sink your teeth into it. But oh like Roller Coaster Ty- Tycoon. Mm-hmm. And if anybody out there listening ever played the game called The Movies, that was the shit back in the day. Very, very good. Um, but this is a hospital simulator game. And it came out back in 2018. So this is like two years old. Um, just now, I bought it like for a Black Friday sale. Just now getting to it. Nice. But those of you that were, um, if anybody ever played Theme Hospital back in the day, this is the people, some of the people that worked on Theme Hospital mm-hmm. that wanted to bring it back. So they started this company for the sole purpose of making Two Point Hospital and bringing back that idea nice. into the world. Very nice. Um, I listened to a podcast about it. It's pretty cool. Oh, cool. But um, so Two Point Hospital is a game where you're basically designing hospitals. <laughs> Um, and it's cool the way that they set it up because I thought it was just like you just you drop into an empty space and you just start building your hospital up. But they have it more design around objectives. So think overcooked where when you start out, you have level one. And then once you complete that level, you move on to level two and level three. Well, it's a similar process here where you start out, you're in a county called Two Point County. And you start out on the coast and there's a little tiny like um, coastal town that needs a hospital. So you start out with a small little room uh, space and you build a hospital in it to get the ideas of the first part of that um, hospital building process. So you don't have a lot to work with yet. You're just working with a small space, which is Mm -hmm. nice to learn the mechanics. Right. And uh, they give you objectives as you're playing it so that you have like kind of a direction to go as you're building this hospital up. So it's like you need a desk so people when they come in can actually check in. And then now you need an examination room for the doctor so you, they can go to the doctor and find out what's wrong with them. Then you need a pharmacy so that people can get their pills oh so they gosh. can take it with you. So This is all propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, they walk you through the whole thing. And then eventually, once you get to a certain point in that level, they you unlock a new hospital place that you can expand your organization to another hospital spot in the town. Nice. And it's bigger and has more challenges, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this game is really cool because like it's, it's simple enough to where the, you get the mechanics pretty easily. Um, it, it's really, it's designed really well. It's very smooth. The, uh, controls are great. Um, camera controls and all that stuff. And it's just very straightforward. It makes sense. Like everything that you do, like just makes sense a lot. And normally you're carrying ailments of, um, you know, the flu and Ailments cold like, and all that stuff. Like those are things that you would cure like oh, in a okay, real hospital, okay. you know? So how does that work? Like people just start coming in? Yeah, people start coming in and they say they have something wrong with them. Uh, and then they, they... Now do you see this for each person or is this just like something that... You can if up? you hover over them. You can find out like what they're there for um, or what they have. But you really don't have to pay much attention to that because your worker is going to do that. But what's really cool <laughs> okay, about so it... That, that's what I was curious about. Yeah, yeah. So you build. So, so you just have everything set up, and then it runs itself. Yeah, essentially, for yes. the most part. So you're building expand. You're basically the uh, the boss that's just like managing the construction and development and expansion of it. So you get to a point where you know you build your pharmacy, you build your doctor's examination rooms, you do all that stuff. Right. And you have to you have to then hire workers, mm-hmm. and then when you hire a worker, they tell you what their estimated salary is going to be that they want. So you hire them based on that. But if you hire a cheaper worker, they might have some kind of character flaw that could be a problem. So like some of them will be like, you know, they're cheap, but they're lazy as shit. 
Uh, and it like says that in the description that they're super lazy <laughs> or they get distracted easily or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you got to kind of balance like, do you want to hire a better one or do you want to just have this person who's cheaper, but know that they're going to not do as good of a job. Um, and then you can see their uh, quality of life statistics on each character or each worker. So, you know, are they happy, sad, hungry, this, that, whatever, and uh, account for that as you're going through the game. And um, what's interesting about this game is that all the ailments and stuff that people have are not real. They, they're made up, and they're really funny. Like, one of the ailments you can have is lightheadedness, and it is an ailment in which uh, people have a light bulb on their head instead of a head. So you have to build a... Uh, examination room that will unscrew the light bulb off of their head and put on a 3D printed human head back on their person. And uh, there's one called cubism where like your head's a cube. And if you, uh, there's, you also, you know, if you hire doctors that aren't as good or cheaper labor, um, the percentage of success and fail rates changes a lot. So like, for example, lightheadedness is a really difficult disease to cure um, because it requires special training, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So when I first built it, I had a doctor that did not have very good experience. And uh, so he starts doing it. And then I just start having failed uh, examinations. And then whenever they get the head screwed off, they die and they turn into a ghost and they start haunting the hospital. <laughs> so then you got to find janitors who have experience with ghosts. And they have a little vacuum. They go around and suck up the ghost. So Mar- uh, Luigi's running oh, around. Luigi, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, that's funny. Yeah, there's just a bunch of little quirky things like that that are just super hilarious. And um, yeah, like they have like as you diagnose these illnesses, you you build the rooms, you hire the staff, and then um, there's times where like a pandemic can happen, so you got to prepare for that and be ready to account for that and scale up as needed. <clears throat> And then you can also like get really granular in improving your hospital by like adjusting cash flow and giving people raises and increasing your prices of your (laughs) services Mm -hmm. to try and like get a better um, profit margin um, for each month or whatever. And so you can, if you want to do that, you can, but you don't have to do that stuff. But that's like an added level of depth that you can get, you know, nitty gritty with the numbers and stuff and see how to make yourself make more money. Nice. And then you can decorate. So if you decorate your rooms, <laughs> it's like Sims. it makes for a better uh, in a better mood on both the workers and then the people in the place. Right. So you build all your necessities <laughs> and then you start adding plants and pictures and things like that to make it look and feel better. Um, so yes, it does have some Sims quality to it. But Yeah, I see that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I like it a lot. Very I'm, nice. I'm digging it. Hey, it and, works. Yep. And right now it's only on PC, but uh, it's overwhelmingly positive on PC, so that's pretty awesome. And they, it's only thirty four ninety nine, so it's cheap. Um, there's a lot of DLC that they brought out for it. Uh, most recently, they brought out something called the Remix Mode, which I don't know what that is, but they have Remix Mode, so that's cool. But I'd recommend it if you guys are into sim games. Oh, man. Oh, what the hell? They got one called Close Encounters where there's like aliens and shit. Oh, that's cool. No, I want to do that. Ooh. That's <laughs> a retro items that. pack. Oh, there's a Bigfoot. You can get Bigfoot in your play in your hospital. Uh yeah. Come on, man. It's pretty sweet. That. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to play more of this. Yeah. So it's a fun game. There's I, a lot going on there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Cool, man. I yeah. dig it. Recommended to gold stars. Is this multiplayer by chance? No. No, just okay. single player. Yeah. All right. That sucks. I know. It would be kind of cool if you're like competing with hospitals. Is it on the Switch? No, it's just PC oh, right now. man. I know. Sorry to burst your bubble, but that's, it's that's still I, good. I always want it on the Switch. I don't know if this would be a good Switch game because there's a lot of like mouse and keyboard uh, okay. stuff you have to yeah, do. Yeah, like I'm using you. mouse and keyboard pretty consistently because yeah. like you're, um, you use WASD to move your camera around and you uh, right click and hold to like rotate around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it requires a lot of that. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So yeah, oh, cool. that's my game. Awesome. What do you got? I have the vision too. I wanted to say like that'd be fun again. Game. That'd be kidding. that'd be a fun game to stream if it was multiplayer. It would. Yeah. It would. Like, what if you had competing hospitals? That would be nice, right? Like everyone, like up to four players or whatever. I'll have a hospital. You have a certain amount of time to get so many points. And it'd be Just awesome saying. if you could like send somebody over to the other person's hospital, to, like sabotage. <laughs> Yes, like cut the power or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. See, we just created a badass game right, or add-on for that game. Hire us. We we got great ideas. We got them. Anyway, I started playing Division 2 uh, New DLC. And before I jump into it, I just want to kind of rant a little bit because Destiny 2 is about to come out with its new season. Uh, Apex Season 4 is out right now, which I was getting into a lot. I even bought the uh, expansion for that. And... Uh, I was getting into the cycle. So all of these are games as a service games. And I want to play them all because they're all like really cool stuff or like really like unique in their own way and have really cool things. You but, forgot Anthem. Um, I did not forget Anthem. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we played, played it recently and yeah. uh, it was fun. But it it's was. one of those games where they don't have a season right now. It's not worth jumping into. Yeah. Or they, when they have a season, they have a season last too long, like when they had their Christmas decorations up. Exactly. Well past Christmas. Yes, literal seasons <laughs> lasting too long. Anyway, I'm just like, I don't know what to play anymore. I don't have enough time to play anything. And at the beginning of the year, I was like, what the heck am I going to play this year? Because a lot of things coming out, like I'm not super excited for, and I'll jump into a few things, but I didn't think I would get addicted, like really get back into Apex. I didn't expect the cycle being as good as it did. And, uh, you know, I've been on this kick with Division since last year, I believe. I jumped back into it, right? I can't remember when I jumped back into it now. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, like, on and off with that game. And now that this new DLC came out, which we'll talk about. Anyway, so you get a new uh, place. You go back to, I think it's Lower Manhattan. So it's a it's a new area. It's not as big as the main area in Division 2, but it's a decent size. And, man, does Division get, like, set pieces and world building just absolutely correct in this game it is phenomenal like the amount of time it must have taken to make each and every little nook and cranny of this is ridiculous and i mean it it showed in the original uh, you know base game but this is just like oh my gosh like i feel like i'm in new york it's you know kind of claustrophobic because there's a few like open areas in the main uh main area for division two but this is just like yeah, they, they spent a lot of time on this. And it's amazing to see, even after all this time, that they're still actually uh, putting this much time and effort and holding true to their word, saying, hey, we're going to support this game for you know years to come. They're doing it, and I'm really impressed with it. I will say, it's just like... I just The vision just doesn't have the legs it needs for a consistent player base, which really sucks. 
Um, you know, jumping back into this, it still feels like division, which is fine. There's a lot of updates I'll talk about here in a second, but I wish the stories were just a little more interesting. Um, I find that this story has a little more legs than the original one or the base game one. And, uh, I don't know too much about the main enemy. His name is Keener. Uh, I forgot his first name, but, uh, I know of him again. I'm not really playing this game for the story. I just enjoy the, the running gun. There's some, you know, uh, you have abilities and things like that and it makes them for interesting combat and encounters. So like it, it tickles me and I like it. You say it tickles you. It tickles me in the right way. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Aaron uh, Keener. That's the guy's name. Anyway, they, they have, uh, they're talking about, they have, um, gear 2.0. So they've redone the gear. Uh, I can't really speak too much on how it was before. Like I remember how it was, but the way that they put it, um, it's just, it just makes it easier for you to kind of look at what gear you have, what's better, and what it will help. Because each gear, especially like, you know, there's green, uh, blue, pink, and yellow. I don't think there's an orange. There's four tiers. Anyway, uh, you get any of those, and the higher level you get, it has more add-ons. So, like, one will either, you know, help you do a lot of damage or it can help you increase your skills, which help with the... Um, you know, the, uh, uh, what is it? Not the mods, but the attachments that you have, like you can throw out your turret or you can throw out a healing, uh, I guess, cone, it's yeah. like healing hive, uh, you know, all these little gadgets that you have. So it helps you with those and having a certain skill level in defense, attack, or skill allows you to unlock certain abilities and or use certain mods on your whatever you decide to use. So, I mean, you really can create the game that you want to play, you know. And I find that interesting. And we reworking that really kind of helps with moving forward and building the kind of out, um, building the character that you want to for the for each situation that you need to. Because essentially, you know, you could have, you know, gear for certain situations. Like in Destiny, I think that's kind of what they do for the most part. Maybe not anymore now that they've updated it. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Rhett? No. Like, you can have certain gear for, like, hey, I just want to be attack. Hey, I want to be defense. Hey, I want to be defense and have a lot of skills. Like, I'm, like, you know, the, uh, not support, um, the tank type thing. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So, I find that interesting. And, you know, they have a lot of depth in that. But then again, at the same time, it's just, like, there's only so much you can do with the division, which really yeah. sucks. And for some reason, I'm I'm really enjoying it, so... Yeah, I haven't got too far into it. I try to put a lot of time into that, but um, you know, as life gets busier each each week, each year, it's just it's hard to dive in as much as I really want to in some of these <laughs> games. But we managed to somehow. Being a gamer in 2020 is difficult. I know, an adult gamer. That's yeah, that's the issue. Um, I'm looking at the map sizes here of Division versus Warlords, and it's actually bigger than I thought it would be. It's it's a it's yeah. like a chunk of oh yeah, looks like the size of like. The White House, Downtown East, and then the Triangle, and then Judiciary. It's like a fourth of probably the Division Two map. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've gotten through. So the story is you have to attack for the the mini bosses to get to the main boss, which is Aaron Keener. And I jumped in, and I took out one of the first one of the guys really quick. So I was like, wow, that wasn't hard at all. <laughs> Basically, you go to the building. 
you, you go through it, you go up it, you go down it, whatever, and you get to the main boss and you kill him and then you get more information about where this guy is and that's just kind of how the four little sections open up to you and it's just like, okay. But it's cool that you can do them in any order you want to. But they're all unique. You know, one guy is very, you know, drone-heavy technology, can hack stuff. Um, actually, in the mission, he had holograms. So I was shooting at him because I thought he was in front of me and he, he was just a hologram. Like, one is more fire-based and one's like super you know tanky i think he has a grenade launcher and stuff like that so you know, and they're all they're all they all used to be agents so really this reminds me of ghost recon yeah <laughs> and these are all like agents who went rogue and i just keep thinking like uh what's his face said you know <laughs> i'm an agent or i'm a ghost too i'm like well oh yeah yeah i'm an Same agent too <laughs> yeah I was like, That's okay, funny. all right. I yeah, see. I, feel like I see. Just like reusing yes. some of this stuff at this yes. point, because like when you were just first described that to me, I was like, okay, this is Far Cry Five, basically. Right. Because that was yeah. where you're like going after the big main guy, but then he's got all of his cronies right. that you have to kill first. And you know, it. I feel like that's very just game oriented storytelling in general. Like, there's a lot of that throughout gaming history, and it works for some games and not for others. Like, I think it works for this one for what it is. You know, yeah, they're just using. The same old formula, but, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it worked for me. Or at least it's enough for, for me to be able to play this game without. So is, there, is there a lot of new, um like, like weapons and stuff, too, that you can purchase and whatnot in this that are... Well, I don't purchase anything. Or not purchase, but just, like... They have new weapons, yes. Unlock. Yeah. Achieve. It seems that way, yes. Okay, cool. Again, you know, it's been a while since I actually jumped back into Division 2. And even yeah. when I did, I, there was a big break between when I first started playing and when I got back into it at the end of the year. So yeah, I'm not like up to date, super into it, like, you know, Apex or even Destiny for a time. So yeah, I just know it's fun and I like playing it. It's only $30 and I think... Wait, the DLC's $30? Yes, but I think the base Holy game shit. is only $3. And that, that might have ended already. But last time, I think it was a week ago, a week and a half ago, it was $3 on the Ubisoft store. So it might be worth getting if you haven't played it. $3, that's crazy. Yeah. I thought that was a little insane. Brett's checking right now, so we can I confirm am. this. We need to confirm. It might have been a bundle deal, like if you buy the DLC, you can get the base game for $3 or whatever, potentially. But I mean, for uh, me, I still nine, feel nine, like nine. it's still not bad, honestly. It has enough legs for people to play at least ten to twenty hours if they really wanted to. They can go further if you get into it because there's a lot of grindingness once you get to the end game, and that's always kind of been an issue for me because it's like, hey, do all this stuff over again, and now it's just harder. It's like, okay, I get it. I think that's a thing in a lot of games these days, especially games as a service, but. I don't know. Well, heck, you can also sign up for UPlay, their subscription service for oh, fourteen ninety nine. That's true. And get access to the Division Two, the Warlords expansion, oh. and a hundred plus games in their library. Well, I wasted my money then. <laughs> you fucked up, Austin. I could have got one month of this game and then call for it fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, dang. Oh, oh well, it happens. Yep. Anyway, done. Fucked up now. I like it. It's new. It's exciting. Um, it's not the best, but. At the end of the day, if you want something to sink your teeth into and shoot a bunch of people up, this is your game. There you go. Awesome. 
Well, everybody, that is going to wrap it up for the games we played. If you want to play games with us each and every week, join us in our Discord channel. Check out that link in the show notes. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our video game news. Have you ever found yourself on your way to a friend's house for a LAN party or a con-like dream hack with no easy way to transport your gear? It's heavy, it's complicated, and you have to deal with about five minutes of parking restrictions. Thanks to our new sponsor, Crazy Pro Gear, you don't have to worry about that. They have an awesome pro-level backpack that can hold any mid-sized tower or smaller, your accessories, peripherals, and everything except your monitor. We used it at QuakeCon 2019, and it was a game changer. You can also use it for board games, video game consoles, and game sticks, and more to make travel to the next convention or friend's house as simple as throwing on your backpack. Head over to theinnergamer.net slash crazy, that is C-R-A-Z-Z-I-E, to purchase gear for your next event. A portion of the proceeds go back to us to support The Inner Gamer. We'll see you at the next con. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Time for video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. And if you ever want to contribute to next week's episode in this segment, send us a question or comment at hello at the First up in our news this week, we have a release date for Ghost of Tsushima. Austin, are you hyped about this? Uh, yes. Uh, honestly, yeah. this is sooner than I thought it'd be coming out. Yep. Ghost of Tsushima is officially going to drop exclusively on the PS4. Made by the creators of Infamous, Second Son, and all those games. It is dropping on June 26th, which is perfect because yes, yes it, is. it is right before we get into the craziness that is uh, um, uh, Marvel and Cyberpunk and all that stuff. So, oh, yeah. But the problem is oh, yeah. it's very close also to The Last of Us 2, which also kind of sucks. But not too close, but close enough. So basically, Last of Us Part 2 comes out in May. And then in June, we're going to get Ghost of Tsushima. So it's going to be a hot summer. Yeah. Literally a hot summer for yeah, PS4. Play- yeah, yeah, it is. Sony PlayStation. Um, anyway, so they announced a release date. They also, with it, brought out a story trailer mm. that shows off some gameplay. It shows mm. off some of the story beats. Um, basically, you have... Uh, I'm looking through an article here on um, PlayStation Blog where they talk about it. They say that in the trailer, they showcase their hero, whose name is Jin Sakai. And uh, this time they want to give you a taste of the people he meets along his journey. So in it, you'll see his uncle, Shimura, the Jito of Shushima, and a father figure to Jin. He's trained Jin since childhood. Uh, the second important character is Koten Khan. The Khan is the leader of the invading Mongol army and a ruthless, cunning enemy who uses everything he knows about the samurai to try to destroy them. He's a brutal, unrelenting adversary that Jin will quickly learn to not underestimate. Very nice. Holy shit. And the, the game um, looks really sweet. Like, yeah. it just visually is just, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Whoa. Okay, back to... <laughs> okay, I'm just beating this like a dead horse. Surprisingly, there's a dead... Uh, not a dead horse. There's surprisingly a horse in this DLC, but... I feel like going forward with any exclusive PS4 game, I just want to get the collector's edition because there's not like super awesome stuff in here, but I just want to support PlayStation 4. And you get a cool mask, and you get uh, an art book, and you get a still book. And I'm all about the still books these days for some reason. Yeah, I got my Borderlands still book, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I get it. That's, that's not that great. <laughs> 
Um, no, it does look, it, I mean, it's got a little statue. I mean, we got the little statue of the little samurai guy that can go right back here on the, the thing if you're watching the video format. Um, you got the little horse and everything. I mean, that's pretty cool, you know? It's not bad. So, wait, the collector's collector's edition is $169.99. That mask is pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, a lot, it's a lot better than this freaking gigantic oh, I know. thing from uh, Fallout. I mean, it's not going to be the best quality, but... I think it's just the novelty of it. It's a great costume for cool. Halloween. I wonder if it comes off the stand. I, I'm sure it does. I just doubt it, like, it's super functional. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I am really excited that Ghost of Tsushima is coming out. It looks good. Great, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned a little bit because I don't know how this game's going to play for me. Like, will I enjoy the combat? Because I liked Infamous for the fast nature of the game and this one I feel like is more in the Dark Souls realm a little bit just because it is um you know it's it's slower, more methodical. You gotta time your attacks a little bit, but it yeah. also seems like it's not to the Dark Souls point. Like right. it's it's a nice medium point. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping it's accessible enough for me where I'm yeah. not like losing my mind. I mean combat looks really awesome. And yeah, like you said, it's in the middle. It's not super yeah. uh you know time oriented, tactical type things yeah. it's, it's more gamey more for the casual audience i feel like if you want to get a little deeper yeah i agree so pretty hyped about it. i mean sony's gonna have some really good stuff we don't even know what the release like this these are two big ass games that are coming out before the playstation 5 drops yeah so they better have like some holy really crap, awesome crap, stuff you know? and we've only seen one game that's coming out is it godfall yeah it's Which like we pretty cool yeah, it does look pretty cool, but it's not like these games that we've right. all been excited for. Yeah, so. but uh, I'm 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 glad and happy that they're dropping this before yes it comes out because they've been talking about these games forever, and I think it's good to end because not everybody's going to buy a PS5, and knowing that these are going to be backwards compatible and stuff like that, like mm -hmm. it's smart to bring this out and then have a little extra add-on something or another for PS5 if you get that. So like, I mean, this game you'll be able to play in 4K, but maybe you'll have like a bonus. DLC or some kind of content if you get on PS5 or yeah. something like that. I don't know. But either way, very exciting, and I love it. So next up on our... Man, your phone was blowing up today. You're, like, know. popular. I am I wish popular. I was that popular. You I'm not popular You at didn't all. know, man? Come on. I'm not popular. Nobody likes me. All right, another awesome game. Hell yeah. So Half-Life Alex released gameplay, yes. uh, a lot of it, actually. And then the devs speak out on future Half-Life games, having started working on this. So this is very interesting. The gameplay itself, so they revealed about 10-ish minutes of gameplay where you can see your character going through this, like, dark um, corridor that's, like, run down space, and you're, like, fighting bad guys, shooting around corners, and it really showed off the gravity gloves in this instance, which are awesome. And I love the mechanic of just being able to like reach out and like pull things towards you with it. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually similar to the feeling that I got um, playing as the uh, Jedi in the um, uh, uh, Vader Immortal because there's a part where I get force powers um, and I can reach out and like pull rocks towards me and stuff like that and just have them float up in, in the air. Force powers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to have that experience. So this nice. one, it's it's cool seeing that that utilized. And uh, there was a part where like she's walking through this area and then she looks down, there's bad guys down there and she's just like, oh, 
bye bye and drops like a grenade and it drops down there and it has that that really satisfying little ding that the grenades in half-life had where it's oh. like a high-pitched um it's just hearing these sounds from half-life that are so iconic and just unique to this game specifically right right so good but have they been have they have they redone these sounds so they're a little more like dynamic that's what i'm curious of because I, I hear some but i'm like did they redo them or is it just the same old sound it sounds better quality you know, well, I'm sure it's better. Yeah, I'm sure it's like higher quality and stuff like that. But I like hearing the right the, Classic. the sounds yeah. of what we're used to hearing. Like the the I can't describe them very well, but like right. there's like these like high pitched pings and stuff that mm. make noise. Um, the yeah, just all Back, of it. Yeah. is is it's like like a grenade sound is unique in this game, unlike any other game. Right, which is now cool. everyone just gets like the actual real life. Yeah. <laughs> audio yeah back then you kind of had to make shift stuff in yeah. a way yeah. so it was very unique to each game yeah back in the day but yeah man i'm excited for this but the one thing i have an issue with is that i want a giant room to walk around in i feel like i need that you know what i mean like this game yeah. is just too good to be limited to a very small play area <laughs> well yeah and so what i'm really curious about because they showed in one of the gameplay videos the the, the movement which is the teleportation. There's like you have the teleportation thing where you press the button, you teleport to that spot, and you like transport there. But then there were some segments where they were showcasing your character was moving, but you weren't teleporting. And I didn't know how your character was moving. Like, is it auto walk where your move, like your character is like that's a cutscene kind of thing, or is your character are you able to move small increments of space without having to like teleport? Mm. So I'm curious to know what that how that functions because the way the character moves in the gameplay videos is very natural. And so you're not like a stick just like sitting there. You're always in motion moving and Mm -hmm. there's like stuff happening on the screen that shows movement. But I'm like, is that character that's playing the game doing that? Or is that just part of the game? Like Mm -hmm. they've animated that movement, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but it looks Very awesome. Yep. And it's coming out like literally in three weeks, oh two or three weeks. Holy I shit. Don't have what are you going to do? Because you have HTC Vive and I want to play it on, I'm going to play it on that. Like what am I, what else am I going to do? I don't know. I guess I guess I'm going to play it on my Oculus Quest with no wires. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Well then I'll take your Oculus. <laughs> Oculus. Nope. Can't take it. Nope. It's mine. No, nope, you're not using it. it. Uh, I used it yesterday. For what? Stuff. <laughs> That's not a good enough excuse. No, I've been playing some games on it. Okay. I play I play games every couple days. Your, not not normal? a lot, but Oculus? just like no, not oh oh the Rift. You mean yeah, the Rift. Oh, why would you need that? You got an HTC Vive. It's better. I thought you said the the Oculus Rift's better. The Oculus Quest is better. The well, Rift is about the same quality, but the store is better. Yes, I thought the Rift have better uh, visuals. Probably. That's what I'm saying. It's probably everything's better about it because it's Oculus. <laughs> It's, it's pretty great. So I can't use it, and you do agree uh, it's better. Uh, you you <laughs> could until I sell it, because I've got a buyer. So, sorry. You're supposed to keep it, because it's part of video game history. We I know, I thought about it. I'm going to keep the PSVR instead. Oh, okay. but I've I got, guess that's a little better I've one, got too. a buyer that uh, uh, wants okay. to pay me $150 for it. I was like, fuck yeah. I want to make some money off this biznatch. Okay. okay. Anyway. All right, the other part of this news, that was completely off topic during the Half-Life Alex discussion, but that's okay because the devs have spoken out 
and they were having a sit down with Brian McCaffrey from IGN on the IGN Unfiltered. By the way, this is completely unsponsored, but if anybody has not listened to the IGN Unfiltered podcast, it is really, really good, and I love it. And they always get nitty-gritty with all these like game developers and stuff like that and talk about their history and whatnot. So it's a highly recommended podcast. Um, but they were talking to developers, and this is crazy to see. Half-Life Alex developers Chris Remo and Robin Walker can you? Isn't it crazy to see Chris Remo's name uh, after us growing up listening Idle Thumbs? Yes, and like to see him now as a Half Life Alex developer. Fuck. It's come a long way, but at what price? But at what price? Yes, he lost his game, or his game is currently on hold, which sucks. Um, yeah, I mean, he's working on Half Life Alex, so that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm yeah, sure yeah, he's I mean, pretty excited it. about it. I get. It. I'm just saying, man, don't shit on me. But uh, so they they were talking to Ryan McCaffrey, and they were asked now that Alex is complete. Are they done with Half-Life for the time being or energized to make more games in the universe? And Chris Remo said, quote, I think much more the latter than the former for sure. It's really clear that people in the studio really, really like working in this universe and have really enjoyed making this game. And like, why wouldn't you? You know, it makes a lot of sense. As someone who's only been at Valve for a couple of years, it's sort of amazing to come into contact with all this stuff that I recognize so deeply, but see what it means in a modern context. That's incredibly exciting and paints all kinds of pictures. They're all hazy pictures. I don't know what that they all are, but it feels like people are very excited about the Half-Life universe for sure. And then Walker went on to say, hopefully everyone likes the game and they want more of it. I can only really echo what Chris said. We really enjoyed building this. It was a heck of a lot of fun to go back and deliver on what hopefully everyone wanted from us. Well, it's not Half-Life 3, but, you know, it's, it's okay. And uh, they said that they hope they can get to build more of it. And they also hope that everybody didn't hate it and they have to slink away and spend another 13 years trying to figure out what the next shot at the whole thing is. So, yes, they hope to see a lot more from us sooner than last time. So... Basically, what it sounds like is if this thing is good, there will be more Half-Life sooner than 13 years from now. Will that be Half-Life 3? I don't know. But I, I still feel like even if we get another Half-Life game after this, it's going to be a few iterations before we actually get what we want. I'm just thinking that that's probably what's going to happen because there's still a lot of stuff to explore. You know, I still um, want them to finish that freaking stupid cliffhanger that they left me on at yeah. the end of episode two or whatever. Yes, please. Where it was yes, like, please. it was so exciting. So you're going to go out to like the freaking middle of nowhere ice world and go to the aperture laboratories and all this stuff is going to happen. And I was like, man, that's good. Now it's not here. <laughs> but also those of you that want to play half-life of any kind, um, all the games I believe are free until Half-Life Alex comes out. So like you can download and play Half-Life 2, 1, all this stuff for like no cost, I believe, which is kind of awesome. Um, but So this is exciting. Yes, it really is. I'm like, I saw this the other day. I was like, what the fuck? This just came out of nowhere. Did not expect this. But about 15 years ago, a group of people who are big fans of Half-Life got together and were like, we want to rebuild and remake Half-Life 1 and capture the essence of it. And they titled this thing Black Mesa. And it's been in development for 15 years. Oh my gosh. And then it just now came out last week. 15 years later, we have Black Mesa 1.0. And this is something that is shocking to me and exciting and interesting. I own it already because I bought it when it was like pre-release, but I never played it because I yeah, wanted to wait till it was done. Done. I was like, I already own this, and I put 1.5 hours into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now it's the official release. It's the the finish finish. So yeah. Um, 
what they've done with this is um, it's $20, and it is basically what they did was took Half-Life, the original Half-Life, and um, you play through 19 chapters of fighting through the secret labs, running atop uh, desert landscapes, et cetera, et cetera. Brand new graphics never before seen on the Source engine. They are still using the Source engine. Um, face off against an army of classic enemies, wielding an arsenal of awesome powers. All new soundtrack comes with it. Um, and then there's also multiplayer in this as well, where you can frag against people in 10 iconic maps from the Half-Life universe. So there's a lot of things in here that you can do, but ultimately it's like Half-Life. And there's this thing that people keep talking about, Zen, and I don't remember what Zen is. So I remember playing, like, starting this and trying to get through it because I never actually got to play uh, Half-Life 1. It was Half-Life 1 back then, right? No, I can't remember. It was just Half-Life. Okay, yeah. And I know, like, I had some friends in, in elementary school and their brothers would play it all the time. And so I would always go over and they'd be playing it. And I'm like, this looks so cool. You know, I, the original box art and all that stuff. Yeah. And then obviously they had Counter-Strike account as well. So it was just like, oh, this looks so cool. I need to get a PC. And it was probably a few more years before I actually got a PC. Anyway, that, that was kind of like my first opening to this game and eventually got to play Half-Life 2 originally. And that was amazing. So finally going back to actually play Half-Life... Yes, please. So apparently Zen is the border world. It's a plane of existence connecting uh, two or more see. dimensions. Okay. And uh, they have it in this game. So I dig it. Rather than a planet or an artificial structure such as a space station, all the locations on Zen visited by the player during the course of the Half-Life series are on the surfaces of asteroid-like islands floating within, within a nebular void. Um, that's cool. So now I want to play this. Yes. I probably will play it this week. Damn. <laughs> what about you? I probably will play it in two years. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, that's so bad. Um, all right. So next story we have to carry on my wayward son wow. into more uh, Half-Life news, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but first, unrelated. Death Stranding is coming to PC. And its release date is June 2nd. And it's going to be on Steam and Epic Game Store. And what is it going to come with? A Half-Life crossover. The fuck? What? Who? Like, where? How? What? How did this happen? But, yeah. So there's not much to be said about it other than the fact that um, there's there's shots in the PC trailer where Sam Porter Bridges uh, has a red <laughs> steam valve on his head, and Sam can also be seen wearing a head crab. So uh, that's weird. Where that came from, I don't know. But wow. it's pretty wild. But I am excited to see. I mean, I kind of wish. So I have Death Stranding on PS4 Pro. Yes. Obviously. I played like four or five hours of it. Okay. I want to play more, but then now I'm kind of wanting to get on PC because it has ultra wide support and improved graphics and it's on PC. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of like playing it on PS4 because I didn't sit on my couch. I don't know. But it's like, what do you do? How do you, how do you decide what to do in these situations? Do you just buy it on both places? There's no, I'm happy we got it on PS4 because it came with physical goodies for the special edition. This only comes with digital goodies. And for me, that kind of sucks. High frame rate photo mode comes with it. Yeah, I saw it. Ultra wide support. I saw <laughs> it. 
It's tempting, man. Crap. It is very tempting. I just liked how Hideo Kojima is just like, okay, let's just put, give him a head grab and then throw a freaking uh, valve thing in the back of his head. Oh, man, I love it. I wonder so if good. you get it on Epic Game Store, it'll have that too. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll have a valve, and you turn the valve, and then it opens your Steam library. <laughs> Take that, Epic Games. I actually would like. I would hope that is the case. That would be awesome. Anyway, freaking. Epic so, games. last one, still very exciting. A lot of exciting articles this week, Brad. Dude. This is a very happy week. Right, right. There's very some good happy. stuff. Very happy. So, The Last of Us Part Two is coming out later this year, uh, as we all know, but. News has just come out, according to Polygon, that The Last of Us is being adapted into an HBO TV series. It could in, suck, but it's HBO. An so. HBO TV series, which is awesome. So this is uh, from PlayStation Studio Naughty Dog, obviously, and it's being led by Craig Mazin, who previously worked with HBO on the miniseries Chernobyl uh, that came out last year, and he's also the one writing the upcoming Borderlands movie. Uh, Chernobyl is an amazing show. Is it really? It's very is good. It good. Is it is it a Super fiction intense. or is it no, based off of the? Is yeah. it like a documentary kind of thing? It's yeah, it's like a documentary. Okay, but like drama, HBO drama. Yeah, I heard it was really good. It's very so good. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to watch it. So he is leading this project. So that's good that that was good because mm-hmm. that's a good sign. And also makes me hyped about the Borderlands movie. But he's teaming up with Naughty Dog Vice President Neil Druckmann, co-director and writer of The Last of Us and Last of Us 2. And um, they are, this TV series will be the first one from Sony Interactive Entertainment's film and TV group, PlayStation Productions, which is co-producing with Sony Pictures Television, according to The Hollywood Reporter. So we have it coming out. Uh, We don't know when it's releasing, but it is, uh, it's in development and that's really exciting. And they say here that... um, Let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, I just, I'm just trying. I just don't know who should play these roles. Good question. <laughs> you know, maybe Hugh Jackman as uh, Joel. I could see that. Yeah, but it was him and Logan, like with that, because I mean that's kind of a similar right story, kind of. He, he has the scruff. He has the hairdo. He can. He could definitely. You know. He he can have that scratchy voice. I just don't know if he's actually like perfect for it. How about Henry Cavill? Just throw him in every video game. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He can do the scratchy voice, obviously, because of yeah. the Witcher HP, or, uh, totally Netflix series. Yeah. But I just don't. He's just too bulky. Yeah. Joel has some muscle on him or some mass, but he's not that big. I like Hugh Jackman. I could even Ooh. think who Ellie should be. You know who else would be really good, but too oh. too tall? We talk, okay, good, uh, good. What's the guy that played in that played uh, Legolas in uh, Lord of the Rings? Uh, shit. <laughs> it's on top of my tongue. I know, right? Dang, I can't think of his uh, name. Right now. Oh, wait, not Legolas. Sorry. No, I'm not talking about Orlando Bloom. Uh, okay. The other, this other person. Aragorn? Was that a guy's name in Lord of the Rings? Yeah. This guy. Uh, what the hell is his name? I'm sure there's people listening to us right now. They're like calling out his name. Vigo Morrison. Nice. I don't know why I would consider him, but I don't know. I feel like he could have a cool look to him, but he's not quite this character. So Forbes put out an article about who should play Ellie. Okay. There is, um, who is this? Daft King. I'm probably saying that wrong. She played uh, in Logan as uh, X46, 26. She was a, she was a little girl along with uh, Oh, yeah. Face. 
Eliza Scanlon, Sharp Objects and Little Women. Never heard of her. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was good. Yeah, she was Sharp uh, sharp, sharp Objects is really good. If you haven't Storm seen... Storm... Have you seen Sharp Objects I have not seen on sharp HBO? Object. Uh-uh. Dude, fucking awesome. Worth it? Oh, it's so good. I could, I could... She looks similar, and I could maybe dig that. Yeah. Storm Reed from Euphoria and the Invisible Man. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's a black actress. I don't think I could... It was just one cell. Ooh. Millie, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Yes. I think that she's would fierce. be perfect. Yeah, she's pretty fierce. Uh, Lana Condor is an Asian actress. Not going to sell it for me. Look, what, what sucks is that there's already a physical adaptation of The Last of Us. So for me, if you take them out of that, you know, they're white. You yeah. Know, just let them be white. That's just how the story is, you know. That's how the story was made. Uh, you could put other ethnicities in there, but for me, it's just like stay true to the source, you know. Yeah. Eliza Fisher, I don't know who this girl is. Castle Rock in eighth grade. Castle Rock's supposed to be a good show. I don't know. I think the uh, Millie Bobby Brown or the first one, the one that Daph- Daphne Keen. I think that she could be really good too. Yes, um, she's got that look to her. So, um, man. Exciting. There's uh, Team Hugh Jackman already for uh, <laughs> The Last of Us. I I think that makes a lot of sense. So they have two. This is on um, Games Radar. Here are two picks. Nikolai uh, Coaster from Game of Thrones. I think he actually looks pretty good. Oh, hell yeah. I yeah. can see that. He played, uh, it's Jamie Lannister, right? Yeah. And then you have, who is this other one? Caitlin Denver. I feel like I've seen her. Where is she from? Starred in Olivia Wilde's brilliant doctoral debut, Book Smart. Yeah, but seriously, look at Hugh Jackman and Joel next to each other. Ah, okay, yeah, it's just so good. I mean, it's like yeah. basically. He looks. It's basically spot. it. So uh, they also said Sophia Lillis, which is, she played in It, and she's on the new series on Netflix. I forgot what it was called. I am not okay with this. Uh, kind of. She has the eyes. Um, we also have, oh, yeah, uh, Sadie Sink, which was Stranger Things. She was the redhead chick. I think she actually looks pretty good. Huh? Yeah, I could see that. She has yeah, the eyes definitely. and the round face. Yeah. Just got to change the hair color a little bit. She has the freckles. Yeah. Um, oh, Gerard Butler. Yes, I can see that for sure. Yeah, dang. Yeah. Okay, those are some good picks right there. Man, man, oh man! This is exciting, guys. The last HBO TV show coming soon to a <clears throat> TV near near you. Okay, is that better? What do we need movies for? You know, I, I don't mean? know. Movies suck like, now. <laughs> like uh, you just uh, sit there and you just watch your freaking HBO and your Netflix and stuff like that. I mean, they just brought out a freaking reality show on uh, uh, the basically like the Bachelor reality yes. on Netflix. So it's like you don't need that stuff anymore. Like you don't need regular television. Just Flip on Netflix and I mean honestly HBO for me is like kicking out quality shit all the time. Like they side note they got outsiders. It's amazing. See, I, I want to watch it, but I'm afraid because <laughs> it's like oh yeah, it's it gets a pretty, thriller, and I don't like like I'm always watching stuff by myself in the evening. Oh uh, yeah, 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 I'm like ah oh, damn. Yeah, it's it's some creepy crap in that stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. I, Even I was getting a little freaked out. I was like, I can't watch it by myself. <laughs> I just finished uh, Watchmen. Oh, uh, nice. did you watch that? I tried. Yeah, I like it. It was it was good. Um, it, the ending was kind of predictable, but it was it was a good 
telling of a story. It took a little bit to get into though. Mm-hmm. So it was about third or fourth episode that I finally like it hit its stride. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I like yeah. this show now. I feel like that's a, a lot bit. of shows these days. Yeah. You have to get at least three or four episodes. Like I was trying to get into Jack Ryan. So so hard. I heard it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, John I, Krasinski plays Jack yeah. Ryan, right? But yeah. I always see him as uh, you know, the guy from the office. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't get past that. I've been watching the and office. He, his acting range is not very it's not very wide. Yeah. It's very narrow. And it sucks. Cause yeah. I got through like five episodes and I was like, I can't watch this. I just can't watch it. Well, that sucks. I know. But well. Amazon spared no expense for making some of these action scenes, like yeah. millions of upon millions of dollars just to get some of these things shot. Ridiculous. Amazon's got some good content they're putting out. Yeah. I mean, they had The Handmaid's Tale, which did really well. They have uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is a really good show that I watched a little bit of. They have Hannah, Hannah. which I wanted to see, which is a great movie. Yeah. Jack Ryan, of course. There's um, another one. Castle Rock is on on Amazon, which is Something pretty popular. Carnival. I forgot what that one was. Oh, yeah. The Land of Bloom. That. Yeah. The fairies and the land of bloom. Yeah. They, I, they I got some good stuff. That. It's Actually, one of those things that's like, I forget about Prime Video, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of content on there right. that I feel like I should watch. Right. I don't, I just think they're late. Anyway, this is not a. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for our new segment. If you, uh, or here, let me, uh, this is my new script right here. So here we yeah. go. Start zero, one, two, three. Have you subscribed to us on YouTube? Check us out at youtube.com slash gamer and subscribe to get the videos as they launch. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our discussion topic. Nailed it! You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Hello! Each week we dive deep into the topic about video games. And this week we're going to talk about... The best games for parties. Why are we talking about this? Well, spring break is this week for a lot of people. So if you're in school, you may have some time off. And if not, you probably have kids that have some time off. So regardless, people are probably taking some time off right now. So let's talk about some games to have a party, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't oh, yeah. necessarily have to be a rager party because, you know, like us at the end of gamer, we like to have rager parties and then wake up on hangover because we're too old. Uh, Naomi and Brett. But... Um, <laughs> You can have a rager party, or you can simply have a get-together with your friends and family, and these are some of our favorite games for a social gathering. So we're going to go through our top fives, um, no particular order necessarily, but we'll just go back and forth and just talk about some games that we recommend you play with your friends or family for a party or social gathering while you have time off during spring break. Mm -hmm. Um, My first pick is just this this is the epitome of picks right here because it's the thing, right? Jackbox Party Pack. When I say Jackbox Party Pack, I'm talking particularly three, five, and six. I'm kind of leaning against dropping out three just because there's a new trivia murder party on six. And it's like, well, that's why I played three was for that. But granted, it does have Quiplash, so that's really good. So you can't go wrong with that. But three, five, and six are really awesome. And uh, there's already a seventh that's been announced for this year. Oh, my It shows gosh. a bunch of kittens that are looking at the seven, and I can't wait. Wow. But that is my pick. It's fun. Every time I bring I have my Switch with me a lot of times when I go places. And uh, if people are like, hey, what are we going to do? We're bored. I'm like, well, let me get my Switch and my dock, and let's plug it in, and let's play some Switch. Jackbox. Jackbox. And Party it's pack. great because everybody just needs their phone. Flip on your phone, go to jackbox.tv. Yeah. So easy. Sign in. You have up to eight players playing the game, plus like 30 or 40 that are audience members. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can have as many people as you want playing this game. Oh, it's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. So that's my pick. So mine first in order is Gang Beasts, which just, this could be my number one. I'm not sure yet. 
but it's really awesome. <laughs> this, this is described on Steam as silly multiplayer party game with surly gelatinous characters, brutal slapstick fight sequences, and absurd hilarious environments set in the mean streets of Beef City. It is literally hilarious. We got it early access, and it wasn't really done yet. I went to Steam right now. I believe it's in 1.0 because a lot of the stuff that we used to play looks updated. Um, and yeah, it just makes for absolute hilarity, especially as you get more and more drunk because you can grab on the people, you can punch people, you can jump, you can grab things, you can like whip things to hurt people. I just saw someone in this trailer, they threw uh, a crowbar or just like a pipe at somebody and knocked them out. And if you punch someone enough, you knock them out. Yeah. And so the whole point is to be the last man alive and they have different levels. Like one's, uh, two trucks driving one you're on like ice so it breaks apart the more everyone jumps and moves yeah. and stuff and just little crazy things like that so one where you like have the scaffolding on the side of a building yeah. like the painting scaffolding or yeah. whatever that's hard you have you can wear different outfits and design your character to just look absolutely insane and uh i can never have enough fun with this game Highly recommended. It's a it's a really really good one. I I forgot about that. I was gonna put it on my list and I forgot about it. But I'm glad you did because oh, yeah. like that's always a fan favorite at uh, events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just out gang bees. People are like, "What is this game?" And then they start playing. They're like, "This is amazing." Oh yeah, twenty dollars on Steam. I believe it's in other places too. Yeah, it's on PlayStation. I believe now, and I think it's on Xbox. It looks like it. Basically, oh, everywhere. is it on the Switch? No way. Yeah, I think it did come out on the Switch. Maybe. Uh, that's just Fall Flat, which is a similar game. Yeah. Not as good, though. Gang Beast is just kind of the best. Yeah. Can you believe it came out in 2014? I know. It's been out for a while, like an early access, I believe. That's crazy. Yep. 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 Wow. Anyway. All right. So my next game, always a fan favorite for social parties, Rock Band, y'all. Rock Band is a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. And that's been a blast. Like, even though they don't make any more and it sucks they don't make any more, I love having Rock Band. When you pull out the Rock Band set with your friends, happiness ensues. People are going to be jamming, rocking out, singing the songs, playing the instruments. It'll keep you busy for hours. Oh, yeah. And I have a Rock Band set. I just got... Um, uh, one of my coworkers just uh, gave me his old set of rock band equipment for oh, the nice. Wii. Yeah. Uh, so I need to find a Wii to play it on, but I now have like two more guitars and a couple other accessories to hey, play man. more rock band stuff. That so is awesome. Like, I'm just hit the jackpot. You know what I mean? Heck it's yeah. crazy. Heck yeah. I love it. So highly recommend that game. It is a blast. And I mean, you can play it like this week is perfect time to do it. Just take it outside on your back porch, set up a TV Get cray. Get cray. Let's get cray. So my next one is Overcooked. And this is a crazy multiplayer party game where you can get, I guess you can do one up to four players. Is that it, right? Up to four. And your chef's in a kitchen. And so all you have to do is create stuff that is ordered and you have to get it out in a certain amount of time. And the more you get out, the the more money you get, right? Or just more points and eventually. Yeah, you get points. And then you have to have a certain number of points to get three stars. Yeah. And so you're trying to get three stars. There's a campaign on it because there's a second one, which they both have campaigns. And uh, yeah, it's just really cute, fun, can be stressful. There's plenty of times <laughs> can where... can be stressful. Yeah. It is freaking stressful. They add more and more concepts to it. So, and they kind of like, if, obviously there's four players. So they split the players up sometimes. Like one, I think this is the number in the second one, you're on like blimps or not blimps, you're on higher balloons. And so they yeah. would like spread apart sometimes or somewhere on a ship and like 
the 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 shelves or the the what are we call it? Yeah, the, the uh, yeah the cabinets or the whatever. But yeah, they yeah. move because it's like on rails yeah, little, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like little tables would move, and so people would get stuck. Fires would start, so you have a fire extinguisher. It's just it's just crazy. It is just absolutely insane. Uh, it's along the same line as Gangs Beast, but it's a little more organized. I feel like. And um, oh, and, and not it's co-op, as silly. which is yeah. good. Like it's co-op, but it also creates enemies real fast because if somebody's not pulling their weight or they're you're not communicating well, like people get pissed off. Oh yeah, and it's like, why aren't you cooking that faster? I know. Go get the fish, put it in the thing, <laughs> and it's just yeah, like yelling you, and screaming. You are your worst enemy. Yeah, so. It's fun. We need to have a game it. night sometime where we just get our friends together like we used to and just like play these four player games. And I know it's on Steam. Get cray. And I know it's on the Switch, which is really all that matters. So, yeah. And it's on PS4. It's I'm a sure little it's slow on, on the Switch, but it does exist on the Switch. And that's like where it's kind of you want to play it. Yeah. It's, yeah. $16.99 on uh, Steam and $37.78 for, to get both. $16.99? Sixty nine nine for the, the number one. Cool, cool. And then thirty seven seventy eight for both. It's not bad. Worth it. Yeah, um, yeah. Overcooked is a great game. I have a blast playing that game. Uh, it's really hard, but it's still fun. My next pick here is uh, Cards Against Humanity. So I mentioned this is video game. This is just games. So I got to throw in a card game here because although Cards Against Humanity has been out forever, this is a game that oftentimes will be pulled out in parties because people are like let's do something where we all can play and then this is one where you can have like eight people playing the game and it still is a blast and very irreverent and just inappropriate in every possible way and for that i love it i like you know making dumb dick jokes and i like making (laughs) dumb fart jokes and inappropriate jokes that just aren't appropriate for television but are good amongst your friends and it's Mm -hmm. awesome uh, I got the big black box that, or the biggest blackest box or whatever yeah. it is. And it's gigantic. And I kind of wish I had waited because now they have another black box. That's like more square or uh, rectangle. Okay. So mine's just like a really long single line box. Right. But then they got one that's like a nicer shape mm. now. That's a little bit more carry portable hidden card in it. Oh yeah. So I okay. got the biggest blackest dick. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's got that going for it. It was a running joke with each black box that came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's three in there. Uh, three or four, something like that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I like it a lot. So highly recommend that game. Don't play it with your family unless they're okay with inappropriate jokes. I actually played it with my family one time. Thought I'd regret it. it. Turns out my family has a sicker mind than I do sometimes. So it worked out. There's one card in there that all gamers get. I feel like. Oh yeah, and constructed uh, digital uh, pylons. Yeah. <laughs> like. I, I think we're playing with some other people who didn't get that reference, but I played the card with one of your cards, so you picked it, obviously, and I was like, I knew, I knew it was going to win. Yeah, because you got it. Yeah, it's like, what else can you pick? Must construct additional pylons. It'd be kind of fun to make a Cards Against Humanity game that is literally just gaming references. That would be amazing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my God, genius. You're sitting there playing something down, and it's like, you know, what, what what's the thing? Anything. Uh, I'm trying to think of the... It's me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> And then having a, uh, what is it? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, freaking. I don't know. There's not, I don't know. With it, there's not enough like absurdity in gaming. There is, but I don't think it's the, the, the level that Cards Against Humanity is. It could be. It definitely yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You, you could just say like, a lot. or you, you know, it'd be really good actually. 
<laughs> take go through and scour the internet for every single uh, hateful derogatory comment that trolls have made at somebody mm-hmm. about a game and just make them into cards and then make it like a troll game uh, where it's like you just have these hateful yeah like the these hateful sayings and stuff like that did you see the video that uh donkey brought out about on twitter no. did i show you that i don't watch a lot of donkey do you need to watch donkey so i mean good. i watch him but i don't it's great he's not on my radar like 24 7 sadly yeah he's on my radar 24 7 now that. i'm I obsessed but that. he brought out a video on twitter okay. where he's talking about basically it's just a a, a view on twitter and how there was uh he showed the picture of back in like 2004 five or 15 or whatever it was with the is this a gold dress or a blue dress and people were like having that back and forth about it well he posted a tweet of somebody posting that is this black or or is this blue or is this gold and then he started just putting up comments that people responded to it and it started out very nice and friendly and it's like oh this is a blue dress oh this is a gold dress and then somebody had in all caps are you fucking crazy how can you not see this is a gold dress and they're just like screaming at each other on twitter and just showing the toxicity of Twitter is the best, and I <laughs> I absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, let's yeah. just call it titter, titter, Twitter <laughs> trolls. Yes, yes, they should. Um, that so there we go. Troll. We got a game. We, if anybody yeah, wants to make that, uh, just yeah. put it in the credits. Uh, uh, idea provided by the inner gamer. Yes, that's and all we put ask. our website. We don't have to pay us or anything like that. Just put it there, and then put our website in there, and then we'll yeah. be happy. We'll be happy. Cheapest idea ever. Yep. All right. So my next one is Nidhogg 2. And you're asking me, what the hell kind of game is that, Austin? That makes no sense. Well, uh, the rules are simple. Reach the other side and kill anyone that stands in your way. Defy, uh, I don't even know, parry and rend their throats, riddle their bowels with arrows, or squish their brains between your toes. The worm cares not for chivalry. So this is a tug-of-war game. A 16-bit where you and another person go head-to-head. You spawn in with random weapons, and uh, you get an arrow. There's, like, arrows. There's a, um, what is, like, the little needle thing from Ari Sakari. I forgot what that's actually called. It's a specific. Oh, like a dagger kind of thing? It's not a dagger. Right, but it's. It's like a fencing sword. It's like a needle. You can, anyway. Yeah, yeah. They have a dagger, and I don't think they have an axe. They have a sword. Anyway, you fight each other. You keep running through multiple uh, levels the other direction to try to get to get eaten by this flying worm. And, um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. It can go on forever because it's just a tug of war. So you just keep going back and forth. And it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of craziness that can happen because one of the things you could do is throw your weapon at somebody. And it doesn't go very far, but if you can, you know, get it off, you can take out your opponent and then run. But sometimes you lose your weapon, so you don't have a weapon. So it's all about like, you know, jumping and dodging and trying to just get past your opponent, which is possible. The arrows are cool because, I mean, if you have an arrow, you can just, the person spawns in after so many amount of seconds, I think. And then as you go from each, like one scene to the next, that person might spawn in on the other side. And if you have an arrow, you just, you know, when you spawn in, you just shoot and they automatically die. Yeah. So there are just a lot of like interesting ways and it's, it's just, it just makes for a fun time. It's a fun spectator sport too, because like, I remember I was I was trying to think I was like I know I played Nidhog when did I play Nidhog and I remember we brought it at Hot Fusion yeah and I played I think I was playing against Travis mm, yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. was getting pissed off because like we kept going back and forth like one to one each time and like not ever winning mm-hmm. any like nobody was ever winning but it was super satisfying to play that because oh, yeah. 
I mean, if you get on a roll, like you can keep pushing, but then they can eat just as easily push you back, and then you oh, fall yeah. back to where you started, and it's just like, why? Yeah. But then watching them play is also super entertaining because mm-hmm. it's just like you get really excited. They're like, yeah, go, go, go. Like, no, no, no. And it's just like <laughs> just this way, that way. And yeah. It's madness. Yeah. Not Sparta, just madness. There's a lot of little things in here that make it very interesting, like for the level and how it's designed. So check it out. It's not that expensive. It is uh, $14.99 on Steam, and they also have it on the Switch. Nice. Whoop. Yeah, we played on the Switch. It it actually performs pretty well on the Switch. I love it. All right. My next game is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And I put this on here just because, like, you pull out Super Smash Brothers and, like, everybody's going to crowd around it. Everybody loves Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. Holds or supports up to eight players. Um, but typically, you just want four because eight's, like, a little too cray-cray. But um, <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. A uh, lot of characters. A lot of levels. A lot of replayability because everybody's a little bit different. Unless you have somebody that's just, like, super, super good at the game. Then you're like, okay, well, just you stop playing. And then everybody else keeps yeah. playing. And then it's it's good. You just don't want those really good people playing because they will slaughter you. But otherwise, it's a blast to play. Mm-hmm. And then everybody enjoys it. And the nice thing about it, too, is like you can set your time limits and stuff like that. So if you're having a party, you can just have like a two-minute, two three-minute time limit. And then it just have people rotate in and out and just keep playing. And you just have that as like the centerpiece. And then while people are drinking and like eating or doing this and that, they can just jump in on a game. And swap in and out, and you have like your own little party that's happening while other things are happening. So I like it a lot. Very cool. Go play it. Yes, it's definitely worth it. If you don't have a Switch, just just stop, pause this podcast, go on Amazon, buy the Switch, and then resume the podcast. (laughs) All right, and my next one is Ultimate Chicken Horse. It is described as a party platformer game where you build the level as you play, placing traps and hazards to screw your friends over, but try not to screw yourself. It's very interesting because I think it takes place over like four or five rounds. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. You put a trap down and you get points for placing stuff or and or that killing somebody, right? Like how successful Um, your traps are. Yes. In the game. And the whole point is to you get more points for getting to the finish line because each trap is like a platform. So you can use it to, you know, help you get over and or, you know, ones like you can spring over ones like a saw you have to get around. And there's just a bunch of craziness that you can uh, build over time. And uh, the as the match progresses, it gets crazier and crazier. And uh, yeah, it's really awesome. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do, and the, some of the levels are crazy as well. So I highly recommend it. We had it at a few of our events, and it's not that expensive. I believe it's on the Switch as well, and it's fourteen ninety nine on Steam. So there you go. It is a very good Switch game because it's, it's another one of those that it also gets really zany and crazy, and you can have a lot of replayability because every everybody's different. So the way they place their traps and stuff like that, like some people are like, early on just want to fuck you over mm-hmm. and it's like no you're not going to do this and then it's just like a matter of how much stuff can you put there to make it impossible to get across the map exactly and exactly. that's awesome especially when in the lead you don't really need to <laughs> score anymore yeah, exactly just like let's just screw everybody up from scoring at all and so you could pick different characters are all like animals uh, apparently a update came out where you can be a cobra or a snake so they have like uh, oh a sheep a raccoon a horse and a chicken 
And uh, yeah, it's just zany and crazy. I love yep. it. It's really fun. Simple and easy to play. Very good for the Switch. Definitely oh, yes. like it. Oh, yes. Um, my next game is a game from our friends here in town, House Pixel Games. This is Moan and Throwin'. Uh, we've had this game at a lot of our events, and I love it. It is 2v2. It's a lawn mowing game where you get on the lawn mower and you have to wreck your neighbor's yard by using lawn gnomes to throw rocks, fertilizer bags, and more. And you have a nitro boosted tank and you can uh, blast your opponents in the tank with uh, throwing rocks. And uh, yeah, it's just full of zaniness and craziness and always a fun, exciting time because of those unexpected moments when like you're up ahead and then they throw a rock at you and then your machine breaks down and you have to get gas. You're like, shit, they're going to win. And yep. then you're like, no, I'm going to stop them and throw this rock or yep. drop this like fertilizer bag. It's going to grow more grass. And it's just, it's crazy. And then the levels are really cool too. Cause every level has got a little bit of a different personality to it. And like some weird like thing about it that is just very challenging, like elevators. You have to wait for them to raise and lower, or have your friend like raise and lower the elevator so you can move your, your, uh, mower up and down and stuff like that. So there's a lot of complications that come to play with that, but man, it's so good. I would, they need all the credit in the world for this game. It's only 15 bucks on steam and it's so, so worth that price of entry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. And for my final one, the one, the only lovers in a dangerous space time. It is, I seen it before. We actually played in, uh, had an event. That's the first time I actually got to play it. And uh, it looked interesting, but man, it plays so much better. Uh, it's four-player co-op. You're in a battleship or spaceship, and you're flying around the universe trying to collect hearts, I believe, right? And like you find your lost crew or like lost yep. crew of bunnies. Yep. And uh, one person man. You call them lovers. Okay, they're lovers. Sorry. You're collecting your lovers. Gotcha, gotcha. In a dangerous space time. Yes. <laughs> so one person controls the shields. One person controls the uh, the weapons. One person controls the flight. It's just, and everyone has to work together, and that's what makes it so like crazy. And some of the bosses I'm seeing here, I've never even seen before. I didn't get super far into it, but from what I played, like it is a great four player co op game. Uh, it's cute. It's funny. It's entertaining. Um, it can get pretty hectic because you can get into some really tight spaces and you have things shooting at you. There's just a lot of stuff happening at once uh, that can happen. And uh, yeah, it is fantastic. Worth getting it. It is on the Switch as well. And it is $14.99 on Steam. Nice. So it's probably about the same yeah. on, uh, on, on the Switch. So get it. And if you haven't realized, you should have a Switch. <laughs> It's all on the Switch. Yeah, because uh, every game that we talked about here, except for Rock Band, is available on Switch. So And Cards Against Humanity is on Switch? Uh, no, well, and Cards Against Humanity okay, is on yeah, Switch. Yeah, but that's physical. Yeah, but it's a, it's a physical game. But it's it's a great one. Um, it's very, very good. So also, I want to jump in here. We sent out some uh, requests to the our discord and said hey what do you guys think are great games for parties so i got a few picks here from our discord community and again if you are not in our discord you can go to the link in the show notes and join for freezies so should definitely go do that but our friend katie also known as harley Jin in discord recommended a couple games called uh i think these are all board games except for one uh mysterium which i have not played but i've heard good things about it uh, Sushi Go, which yes, I have played. And yes, it is an awesome, awesome game to bring for your friends. 
uh, Jackbox Party Pack, of course. So that's on there. And then Betrayal on Hill House. Also, I have not played that. Have you played that? No? Uh, I have not, but I think I've heard of it. Yeah, I have too. I'm going to have to check it out and give it a go. But that's awesome. So thanks, Katie, for those suggestions. Also, we have uh, Miguel, also known as Macamac, on uh, Discord. He mentioned Trial by Trolley, which I have not heard of before. So I'm definitely going to be looking that one up. And then also uh, Exploding Kittens. Yes, yes, always a blast. I, I have played that. And that's easy to carry around for a party because you just can literally stick it in your backpack or your... If you're a female, you have a purse that you can put it in. Like all that stuff will work for you. And he also said a game called Captain Sonar, another game I've not heard of. And then Secret Hitler, which I've heard many, many good things about and yes. I want to play. That keeps coming it. up in conversations about party yeah. games. It's one of those games where it's like somebody is secretly Hitler and then everybody else is like trying to stop Hitler. And I like those. I've started playing those recently with like Amanda and her friends, stuff like that. And there's there's these different types of games that have that that idea where you're you're trying to foil the other person, kind of like in Jackbox. There's that game called Faking It where you're trying to hide that you're the faker or whatever. Yeah, um, I feel you. So this is kind of that same idea and I like it a lot. Um, and then also Silent Snipe recommended Cards Against Humanity. So yeah, we got some big love for some Cards Against Humanity yeah. out there. That's just a uh, you know a staple game. I feel like for parties. Yeah. Also, um, if I had to throw another one out there, it'd be Sailors of Catan. But you know that's just me. That's just too strategy. Uh, that's just me. It's a good one. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's cliche it's, at this point, but I feel like it still holds its own even after all this time, especially with all the expansions they have. Like, geez, there's too much. Too much well, stuff. Too much in a good way, you know what I mean? Right. So, but if you guys want to check out board games that you might want to play with your friends, you can go to episode 256 and check that out. We had Amanda on talk about all yep. this. Break down a whole bunch of stuff. TheInnerGamer.net slash 256. Go check it out, y'all. Also, you can go on to, I just pulled up a Mysterium on Amazon, and you can get Mysterium plus Betrayal at House on the Hill and <laughs> Pandemic all oh, for wow. $100. What? Even. That's a great deal right there. Yeah. We also recommend what you should buy for $100 over on episode 256, so check that out. That, that's right. That is right. All right. And with that, it's going to wrap it up for our discussion topic this week. Happy spring break, everybody, if you're on spring break. Uh, it's pretty exciting and fun. And if you want to contribute to next week's segment, give us a shout at theinnergamer.net, and you can join us on our disc, or you can join us on our Discord channel. The link is in the show notes. We'll be right back with our upcoming video game releases. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Looking forward to next week, let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. We have two games coming out in the next week. On March 11th, we have Ori and the Will of the Wisps on PC and Xbox One. This game, the little spirit Ori is no stranger to peril, but when a fateful flight puts the Owlet coup in harm's way, it will take more than bravery to bring a family back together, heal a broken land, and discover Ori's true destiny. This is a sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, and it looks very gorgeous with stunning hand-painted artwork so i am likely going to try and play this um i think it comes on xbox game pass so hells yeah don't pay extra for it and then also on the 13th march 13th neo 2 is here on ps4 exclusively master the lethal arts of the samurai as a mysterious half human half supernatural yokai warrior in this challenging action rpg sequel explore violent Sengoku era Japan and the Deadly Dark Realm, both plagued with grotesque, merciless demons. 
Unsheathe your deadly weapons and cut down all enemies in your path with the revamped combat system and the ability to transform into a full yokai to unleash devastating paranormal powers. And that's going to wrap up our show this week. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to join us in person at our event next week at Hop Fusion. We will be there March 19th. So come check us out and play with us and do games and all that stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll have some of these games we talked about on this episode. Hey. The only way to find out, you gotta attend. Gotta attend. Yeah. And if you wanna support our show, you can donate on our website over at theinnergamer.net. All donations go towards making the podcast videos and events even better. You can also join in on our conversation on the Discord channel. So check out the show notes for the link. And as always, you can if you can't contribute monetarily, take the time to share the episode with a friend or any of our content by going over innergamer.net, checking out the social links, see what you like, share it with who you like. Everyone, anyone. And uh, as always, thanks for your continued support. I'm Austin Morales. And I'm Brian Oski. And you've been listening to the Energy Gamer Podcast, guys. We'll catch you guys next week. Podcast out. 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 I think we're both. It's out. Three, two, one. <laughs> I don't think anyone could hear that, but my dog just went all crazy on uh, the floor. Right fucking now. Evie. That's funny, man. That's hilarious. Yes, it is. She loves that carpet. That's my dog for you. All right, three, two, one. It is time. <laughs> 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 She's like, don't do this podcast right now. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Avi, are you okay over there? You done? You done? Okay. All right. She's All right. here. We're good. We can start now. I'm going to try and I start it. I got her hunkered down. My board won't open. Damn, Avi, your ass open. is huge. There it is. Thick. She's a thick old ass. <laughs>